Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. And Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. We are very happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by former NHL head coach, now NHL network analyst, Bruce Boudreaux. He won the Jack Adams Award back in 2007 for the best coach in the NHL. We always appreciate his time here on BK and Ferrario. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's start out with the big news here in St. Louis that took place a couple of days ago. Uh, The team announcing that Craig Berube would be out as head coach here in St. Louis. What was your reaction when you saw that news? Well, I, I mean, I just, I always hate it when coaches get fired and uh, I try to look for reasons. Uh, and in this case, I just think that, you know, every coach has a shelf life. And uh, um, I mean, he was there four and a half years, I think. And, and I think maybe the message was just getting old and, and they wanted to, and, Doug wanted to try something new. I think uh, Craig will get another job quickly if he wants one. And um, but and it doesn't have anything to do whether he's a bad coach or a good coach. I just think probably the message wasn't getting through uh, as well as the, um, Doug had anticipated it that it would. Bruce, explain this to me, because I I am confused by it. It seems like it's a hockey thing in general. I don't know if it's a a modern hockey thing or if this has always been the case, but why is it that this message runs stale? We see in the NFL, you've got coaches that can last 10, 15, 20 years within an individual team. Why is it in the NHL in particular that a message can just seemingly stop resonating with players so quickly? I have no idea, yet, or, I, or I'd probably still be working. Uh, I, I've, I've lasted three places exactly four and a half years, and uh, and I don't know if it's you know the message might not be getting stale to the to the players. It might be getting stale to management. Who uh, who knows? But uh, in the end, I think NHL teams, bottom line, they expect to, to go out there and win all the time, and. Uh, when you're not winning, somebody has to go. And in this case, St. Louis wasn't winning to the, the way um, management liked it, and uh, that's why they, they made the change. I think they th- think they're better than maybe what they really are and uh, anticipated or uh, better results. Uh, it's tough to know exactly what goes on behind um, closed doors when you're coming to make these changes, but I will say this, I'm sure that the, the changes aren't made um, just, you know, Hey, uh, we got to make a change. We're not doing well type thing. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. And I'm sure Doug with, uh, this was the last thing that he wanted to do, but he thought, you know, I've always been told that the, you have to make the tough decisions, even though you don't like to make them. And, and this was a case where I think he didn't want to make the decision but he thought for the team and the organization, he had to. So, so Bruce, you mentioned that the team just wasn't playing up to the expectations or they weren't playing winning hockey. You've, you've watched enough of them being a part of the NHL Network Analyst crew. Why is it that you feel like this team hasn't been playing up to that level that they expected? Well, I don't know why, but I mean, there's games they win 5 6 nothing and look like world beaters. And the St. Louis Blues, in all my 
tenure in the NHL has always been one of the upper echelon teams that you knew you were getting into a battle with them. You knew you were, it was going to be a man's game and it was going to be tough to play. And I mean, but I just think that they went too many games this year where they'd win three or four in a row and then lose four or five in a row. So, I mean, I don't know uh, what, what the problem was, but consistency wasn't the, their best thing. And I think if they get consistent, uh, they've got the personnel that makes, I think that they can win. Uh, they still got a Stanley Cup goaltender. They still got um, some good pieces on defense, and they certainly have some good forwards. So, I mean, uh, when I look at the roster, I'm going, the inconsistency shouldn't be there. Bruce Boudreaux is our guest here on 101 ESPN, former NHL head coach, now with the NHL Network. He joins us on behalf of them, and we always enjoy being able to catch up with Bruce. Uh, Bruce, there was a situation last night here in St. Louis. I don't know how much you were able to follow it, but just to give you kind of the context, Jordan Cairo was asked earlier in the day about his comment on his relationship with Craig Berube because it had been openly speculated here in St. Louis they did not have the greatest relationship. His response to that question was, no comment. He's not my head coach anymore. During the game, prior to the game, fans here in St. Louis booed him. And then as the game progressed, anytime that he would touch the puck, he was booed here in St. Louis. And after the game, he was asked about his response to that and got very emotional and talked about how it really got to him during the game. Bruce, if you were in a spot where you were the head coach of Jordan Cairo after that game, what do you do? How do you make sure that that is a moment that you take it and you grow from it as opposed to something that could potentially have some kind of a negative effect on a player's confidence. You mean if I was the coach of the present day, St. Louis blues. Yeah. And, if you were and coaching Jordan Cairo. Yeah. I mean, I would uh, uh, probably just put my arm around him and tell him, Hey, you're a really good player. These things happen. It'll, it'll die down. Don't let it bother you. I mean, we want to, you know, this will bring the best out of you. And uh, and everybody here believes in you, so just uh, keep going, okay? And don't say anything to the press anymore for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a situation like that before, Bruce, where one of your players was booed by the home crowd? Not really. Not that I remember. Um, I remember the whole team being booed when you're not playing well. But, I mean, uh, I don't remember individuals. Uh, being booed, or I care not to remember about that. Uh, block it out. Uh, sure. uh, but if it's if it's happened, I think I would I, I would definitely uh, deal with the player themselves and and see how it affected them and and go from there. Bruce, obviously you you've been around the league plenty. You've seen from you know junior players coming into the NHL and jumping right into it, and other guys having to groom and make their way through the American Hockey League, East Coast Hockey League. Do you feel like this age is is different with the younger players kind of stepping into the NHL than what it was in the past? And and what's the best way to go about handling it? Oh, hockey is definitely different. Uh, the way you handle it. Uh, uh, a generation ago and when I was playing even further back and uh, you know, it's now, I mean, they want the, they want the answers. You just can't tell uh, young players what to do. They want to know why they, you know, I mean, you can tell them uh, that they did something wrong on the bench and they'll go right to the iPad and they'll sit there and they'll say, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> the right thing to do. And so, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's, You've got to really, when you're talking to them, 
uh, A, be right, and B, uh, be able to explain in, in to them why you're doing it. I mean, uh, back in the day, a coach would say something and you did it, uh, you did what they, uh, what was asked of them um, without thinking or without even having, uh, you know, a, a talk back section, session. Nowadays, I, I think they want to, they want to know why I'm doing this or why am I not on the power play or why am I not getting enough ice time? So there's a lot of, that's the biggest difference with the young players coming up. I find Bruce final one from me. You've had experience in this plenty of times in your career of taking over a team mid season when their head coach is fired. Drew Bannister steps into that role. Now what's the, what's the, the toughest part of stepping in mid season and trying to take over a team that's been struggling? Well, I've been in the exact same position Drew's been in, and and uh, my first thought was to just, you know, uh, I'm an interim coach. I'll just, you know, uh, use my personality and go along with what they're doing. And then I changed my mind and said, forget it. I'm just changing everything to the way I do it, and and let's see how how good it goes. And um, it, you know, I mean, you may not, you might have a long career. Uh, behind the St. Louis bench, or he might have a short career, but I'm gonna, I would do it my way and uh, and use my personality. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, well, I gave it my best shot right there. As an interim coach, Bruce, do you have to prepare for that honeymoon period of the team? You know, having that extra that extra jump in their step because a coach was fired as an interim. I I think you you treat it as if um, uh, you're going to be there forever. I mean, you never know. Uh, what's got, I know when I first got the Washington job, George said, uh, I want you to coach here uh, and be here for the next 10 years. And uh, uh, even if, it, and I had the interim tag, uh, even if it was only meant to be the weekend. But I mean, when you start winning, it's amazing. Uh, and if St. Louis goes on a little bit of a run, you'll keep getting a larger uh, shelf life. And if the, the players are responding to them, there's no need to go to somebody else. So, he, he should be doing what he does uh, because the, if he's if he does what other people want him to do, he's still going to potentially get let go. So you may as well do it the way you want to do it and see where it takes. Bruce, I heard your segment with Elliot Friedman on NHL Network earlier this week, and he gave you all the credit for asking the question that you did. So I've got to do the same in my position here in St. Louis out of curiosity uh, and due diligence. Are, are you interested in getting back into coaching? Is that something that you still have the itch for? Yes, uh, very much so. And, uh, um, you know, I, I actually, over the Christmas holidays, there is, I will be coaching a team, but, uh, but I can't say where or who right now. But uh, uh, I, I've always thought that I've still got a lot left. I want to get back into it. I hope I'm good enough that somebody takes a chance on me. And one quick follow-up. If you were approached by the Blues, is this a job that you would have interest in? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I wouldn't turn down any job uh, from anybody right now. I mean, I'm not I'm not vying for the job here, by the way. I'm, I sure. haven't phoned anybody, but uh, uh, I want to coach again. Uh, I still think I have the hunger and the, and, uh, the ability. So uh, if anybody calls, I would listen. Bruce, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate your perspective on all of the things that have been taking place here in St. Louis. We wish you nothing but the best. Have a happy holidays and good luck wherever it is that you're going to be coaching over the holiday season, my friend. All righty. I appreciate it. Thanks so much.